Hi everyone, and welcome to Murder and Merlot. We are a true crime book club podcast. I'm your host, Tara, and I'm alone today. Isn't that weird? I have no Michelle here, and it makes me very sad, but I'm going to do a TaraCast, and that just means that it's a podcast with Tara. So bear with me. I have never done a solo podcast before. Don't expect anything great. I shouldn't say that. It's going to be great. So Michelle and I did have a mini episode recorded, and I went to edit the episode, and unfortunately, the audio quality was not up to par. Um, We were recording over our computers, and there was just too much background noise. I I couldn't upload it. I really want to improve our audio quality because I know it's very important. So I just didn't feel comfortable putting that episode up. So this is very last minute. Uh, It's 9 p.m. the night before I have to upload. So I'm winging it here. I was trying to decide what I should talk about as I don't have anything written down. So I thought to myself, what can you talk about for 20 minutes? And the only thing that came to mind was ghost stories because I have a lot of them. So why not? We like to talk about dark and twisty things. I have lots of dark and twisty things to talk about. I think it'll be fun. So I'm recording in my room. I have the lights down low. I have my white claw because I'm still out of wine. And I'm ready to get dark and twisty. So, oh, that sounded too sexual. I take that back. Uh, I'm (laughs) ready to... (laughs) I'm ready to get spooky. How about you? (laughs) This is weird, guys. Grab your glass. Get cozy. Let's talk about spooky things. Tink. I don't have anybody to cheers with, so that was kind of sad. So where to begin? Oh, man. I have so many stories. I don't really consider myself a spiritual person. I'm not really into that kind of thing, but I can't deny that my whole life I have seemed to have been haunted. That sounds dumb, but I just, no matter where I am, I always seem to have these ghost experiences or I just have these these feelings in my gut that something's off or just weird things happen. And I really, really try to avoid them, but they always come up, so I can't really deny it. I used to be much more open to this kind of stuff when I was younger I think but then I I dove way too far into it and I freaked myself out and I I kind of ruined my brain and I became very paranoid because of it (laughs) so let's let's start from the beginning and find out why I'm so dark and twisty I guess and I realize by telling all of my creepy stories I run the risk of sounding like a crazy person and I guess that's What happens when you start a podcast and you have to start talking about yourself? Oh well, it'll come out anyways. So growing up, I think things really started more with aliens than it did with ghosts. Aliens are my number one fear, which sounds so stupid, but I was pretty obsessed with them when I was growing up from a very young age. I remember in elementary school, I checked out every single book in every library in town, anything that had to do with aliens. I checked out all the books, any movie rentals, anything like that. I read all of it. I watched all of it. And I really messed with my brain. (laughs) It's not a 
good thing to always think about. It's really creepy, actually. But I was pretty obsessed with it. And uh, so was my neighbor, my best friend at the time. We Every time we got on the bus together, we would talk about what alien experiences we had the night before. Because apparently they happened often. <laughs> so that's where the weird things started, I guess. The scariest memory to me, I guess, seems so weird to tell people about it. Um, I remember being very young and laying in my bed with my bedroom door open and the hallway light on. And I remember seeing a small humanoid silhouette in the hallway. And I remember, oh, this is giving me the chills. I remember this creature coming into my bedroom and walking right up to my face where I was laying on my side and it laid down too and it just laid beside me and breathed into my face until I fell asleep and that was terrifying and I can picture it very vividly in my mind. So that's my, I was convinced that it was an alien. That's my number one alien story. I guess I think after that is when the movie Signs came out and I had such a love-hate relationship with that movie because I loved it. It was scary. It was about aliens, but holy man, did it mess with my head. I was petrified just of everything. Going to bed by myself, I couldn't do it. Just being anywhere alone, I was too scared. My brother and I both... (laughs) We were pretty freaked out about it. So we stayed pretty close together for a few months after watching that movie because we were both so scared. Um, But I would mess with him and I would make the clicking sounds like they did in the movie. The... Those sounds. I would do that in the dark and I would scare my brother because I'm a mean little sister. So yeah, that was fun for a while. I remember I watched that movie with with my granny because that's what we did together is watch... (laughs) scary movies and murder shows. So yeah, that's where that kind of stuff started. So eventually I I really had to stop indulging in the alien type topics because it was too much for me and I couldn't live my life being so paranoid. So instead, I my next fascination was ghosts which is also not good for your mental health, apparently. Pretty much everywhere I've gone my entire life, I've had weird ghost things happen to me. Even though I try really hard to avoid them, I try not to acknowledge them, I pretend that it's not a thing, I'm not a crazy person, it's fine. But they still seem to happen. So, well, what can you do? So a lot of the ghosty things happen with my best friend Sam. I'll probably talk about Sam a lot in this because a lot of weird things happen when we're together. I don't know what it is. It's just how the universe works. When we're together, shit happens. And a lot of my ghosty things happened with her. So it probably didn't help that for one of her birthdays, I went to Toys R Us and bought a Ouija board because that's where you bought Ouija boards. I wonder if you still can. I should look that up. Uh, I remember there being the regular, normal, creepy-looking Ouija board, or there was a bright pink girly Ouija board, which I thought was hilarious. Um, But I'm not into girly shit, so of course I didn't buy the pink one. I bought the creepy one. And so Sam and I used our Ouija board quite often. We used it in 
my house, so where I grew up, and we learned a lot of things. We learned that there's a ghost in my house, where my parents still live, and his name is Ronald. We also found out that he grew up on a homestead that was on the same quarter as as my parents' house, and he went to a nearby school, like what they would have way, way, way long ago, like tiny little thing in the middle of the country. Anyways, it spelt out on the Ouija board that specific school that's nearby. I know I didn't spell it. She wouldn't have thought about that. It was very strange. I'm sure there's lots of thoughts on Ouija boards, if they actually work or not. And I can say that I do believe in them, I guess, only because I know for certain that I did not move anything. I never once, you know, moved something to be funny or spelt something out or even thought about an answer. And I know my best friend, Sam, I know that she was the same way. We had our secret handshake and it was an agreeance that we were not lying to each other. We were 100% truthful. So I, I believe that the Ouija board has worked for us before. So anyways... Uh, We found out Ronald lived in my house, and he did not like my brother. My brother would be around while we were doing our Ouija board thing and talking to Ronald, and he would say some rude remarks to Ronald, and he was, you know, making fun of the ghost and calling him names and stuff. And on our Ouija board, it spelt out, I will kill you. So that was great. After that, my brother started seeing things around the house more, especially when he was sleeping. He would wake up and see somebody standing at the end of his bed. So FYI, when you're um, using a Ouija board, maybe don't call ghosts bad names and make fun of them because then you'll be haunted. So putting that out there. Um, So yeah, Ronald hung around. I mean, he's still probably there, let's be honest. Uh, But he would hang around in my room a lot, I think, Uh, whenever I would have friends over and I would tell them about, you know, my house being haunted, they wouldn't believe me. And so I could always prove it because I had a concert t-shirt hung up in my room because, you know, it was middle school, so it was pretty cool. Anyways, I would say, hey, Ronald, if you're here, let us know. And my t-shirt would always start to spin. Every time I tried it with a friend, it would happen. My t-shirt would start to spin. And it's not something that would happen often. It would, it would only happen when I would say that. Any other time, it would just be hanging if, from the ceiling and it just was still. It's not like the register kicked in or something and it air started to blow. How could that be a coincidence if that only happened when I asked for it? I don't know. Anyways, very strange. Also, I would be sitting against my wall in my bedroom and on the other side of the wall would be my parents' closet. Nobody in my parents' room. But uh, if I was sitting against my wall, then there would be scratches down my back coming from the other side of the wall. So it's very creepy because there was a closet on the other side of the wall and there's nobody there. It's not like an open space that somebody could be scratching against like it's covered in clothes and all kinds of other things but there would always be scratching on the other side of my closet as I would sit against my wall. So those were the main ghosty things that happened in my parents house growing up. I still get those vibes when I go there especially if I'm alone I just don't feel comfortable. It's all very creepy uh, but 
I learned to live with that. Sam and I continued to use our Ouija board. So we decided to use it at her house next and wasn't quite as scary as my house. Um, There apparently was multiple ghosts at her house and one of them really did not like me. I think it said something similar to, you know, I will kill you or I don't like you or something like that. It spelt on the Ouija board. And when we asked who, then the Ouija board little marker thing moved across the board and off the board onto the floor and then touched my leg. So it was very clear that the ghost did not like me in particular. So we played with our Ouija board quite often. Uh, You know, something normal kids do. But then one day it went missing and we've never found it. So it randomly disappeared. So then we wanted to find out other ways to contact uh, spirits. So we, you know, would search the internet, see what we could find. Of course, we tried playing Bloody Mary. uh, And we also tried to do other things like there's this wax one where you're supposed to pour hot wax into a bowl of water or something like that. And I don't know what was supposed to happen, but I remember doing weird things like that. Weird witchy things. If anybody knows what that is or has tried that, let me know because I don't know what the point of that was. So yeah, always trying to talk to spirits and that kind of stuff. We also would sometimes go to uh, haunted houses or abandoned houses. There was one in particular that uh, is just north of our small town. And so we drove out there one night. It's an abandoned house and we were brave. We were with another best friend of mine, my cousin. And so we all held hands and walked through the haunted house together in the middle of the night, which would have been fine, but I fell through the floor. But my cousin was holding my hand and he pulled me back up. Terrifying. I fell through the floor of a haunted house and the only reason why I didn't go all the way to the basement was because my cousin was holding my hand. So anyways, he pulls me up out of the floor, thank goodness, and we pretty much just got out of there immediately. We did not want to fall through a condemned building. The next morning we went back there to kind of check it out, see the floor, all that kind of stuff, see what happened. And we noticed that the stairs to go to the basement were in complete shambles. There were no stairs left. So if I fell through that floor to the basement, I would have been stuck there. And there was water and broken boards and debris. It's just disgusting and terrifying. My phone was dead, so I wouldn't have had a flashlight. I would have died. I can't imagine if I fell through that floor, I would have I would have been petrified. So that was our abandoned house experience. What would also happen quite frequently in high school was I would I would stay at my granny's house a lot and I quickly found out that her house was also very haunted and a lot of stuff happened to me while I was there. I'd see my car out front, my car keys would be right beside me and the buttons would start getting pressed and my horn would honk and my lights would flash and that kind of stuff as if I was pressing the buttons on my fob but I was not. Uh, So I noticed that happening frequently and then I would hear, you know, noises in the kitchen, plates and cupboards and that kind of stuff. When nobody else was home, that was pretty common. I remember having a nap on the couch one time and I woke up because it felt like somebody was right in my face and blew into my face. So I woke up surprised thinking somebody was right in my face, but there was nobody there. And when I woke up suddenly... 
the blinds in the kitchen all fell down and made a huge crash. So that was terrifying. But I think the scariest thing was one night I went out to the bar. It was my friend's 18th birthday. I often crashed at Granny's place uh, after parties, so that was very normal. Uh, So I came home that night. I got dropped off. Um, I had my own bedroom there, and I always slept with the door open. But for some reason that night, I decided to sleep with the door closed. Didn't really matter. Didn't think about it. So I closed the door. I go to sleep, and I woke up in the middle of the night, somebody pounding on my door so hard and so loud, it felt like they were going to break the door down. So, of course, I jump up. I'm terrified. I go to look to see who's out there. I call out, hello, is anybody, like, who's there? What's going on? There's nothing. I open the door. Nobody's there. So I go to my granny's room to see if she's all right. She's not there. Nobody was home. I was all by myself. I had no idea that that night my granny was not going to be home and she was staying somewhere else. I was so freaked out because I know it was at my bedroom door. So I grabbed my stuff as fast as I could. I went out the door, sat on the curb, and I called a taxi because I didn't have a car there. It was left across town. So I call a taxi, probably 3 a.m., told them to come pick me up on the side of the road. And then I had to explain to him that I'm leaving because there's a ghost in the house. And he told me, well, that's okay. That's not the first time that I've heard that. (laughs) So at least I'm not the only one in town. He told me that he's had people from one of the hotels in our town get picked up because they couldn't handle staying overnight. And he told me about a story where a man said he had actually gotten beaten up by a ghost. And so he had to get out of there. So apparently I'm not the only one. (laughs) So that's good news. Anyways, later on, I talked to my granny. I told her what happened. And she told me about the man that stands in the hallway. Yeah, she told me that she will see a man standing in the hallway and she will say, hi, how are you? She'll talk to him in a friendly voice and he walks away. What? I was speechless when she told me that. Like, you didn't think to tell me about the man in the hallway? So my theory is that he didn't like that I had shut my door that night. I think he likes it when our doors are open. So he can stand there and watch us. Ugh, creepy. I'm so creeped out now. And now my room is dark and I'm like checking behind my shoulder because I'm so like creeped out. (laughs) So that's, uh, those are my scary stories from Granny's house. So since high school, I moved away for college. In college, I lived in res, like many people do. And my experience in res with hauntings and that kind of stuff was mostly I had really bad night terrors in that room and it was always they're always very similar it was I'm having a night terror I can't move I'm frozen but there's somebody standing in the corner of my room coming closer and closer and closer I would freak out but I couldn't move because I was having a night terror and I was paralyzed so that happened frequently uh, in that room which is not fun and then the other thing that happened while I was at that college dorm was we had a couple friends over and a guy came over that I didn't know but my my friend did so that was fine he was it's all good we're having a good time and he went to our basement which was not finished it's creepy weird basement and then all of a sudden he was acting possessed 
And he was saying that he was possessed and the devil was in him. And he lost his mind and was going completely psycho. We didn't know what to do. So we ran out of our res and it just so happened that there were cops driving by. So we flagged down these cops and we asked them to come help us because this guy's losing his mind in our house and we don't know how to help him. We don't know what's going on. We're afraid. And so the cops came and took this possessed guy out of our house. And yeah, I didn't didn't talk to that guy again. I uh, I avoided that dude. Since then, so that was in college. Now, where I'm living, it's a little bit better. I am actually pretty comfortable in the house I'm in. It's the first house I've ever lived in that I don't find to be haunted. Knock on wood. And I'm happy about that. Um, we do live in the middle of nowhere, like I've said before. And outside is completely black and we have so many big trees surrounding us it's completely black you know we're 15 minutes away from the closest town so it gets to be quite creepy outside i don't like going outside in the dark but haven't had too many bad experiences here i do get quite freaked out if i'm home alone and my husband's not home you know sometimes i'll hear walking on my roof but i just you know tell myself that that's a cat and everything's fine but doesn't really sound like a cat but I try not to think about it too much. Ghost-wise, though, it's it's fine. Uh, my husband has a problem with uh, sleepwalking really bad. So sometimes I'll wake up and our doors will be wide open. Doors that we don't use at all have never once used them, but they'll be wide open. So then I, I wonder, did my husband do that while he was sleepwalking? Was it a ghost or somebody in our house? I don't know. I never know, but I just hope that it was my husband sleepwalking. That's uh, the most ideal scenario. So my house, not so bad. My work, however, it gets pretty creepy. Um, the building that I work in, we think is haunted. Uh, while I was working full-time for three years, I was also going to school online. It was basically full-time school and full-time work. So that meant that every night I would stay after work to do uh, my homework and my assignments. Uh, I would be there till usually about 2 a.m. every night. And, oh, that place is creepy. So many things would happen. Between 9 and 10, I called the witching hour because that's when things started up and things would always start happening. Um, at 9, I want to say 9.38, every night, something would happen. And it wasn't the same thing every night, but something would happen. The phones would pick up page and then hang up, or they would make a crackly noise. Or I would hear footsteps upstairs. Something like that. Sorry, now I'm like feeling ghosts behind me. <laughs> it's gonna turn around a bit. Okay, we're good. Uh, so stuff like that would always happen. Uh, the phones happened frequently when I was there paging. Nobody would say anything and then they would hang up and I'd be the only person there. Um, lots of activity upstairs when nobody is up there. Just in general, creepy vibes. Posters always fell off the walls or calculators would fall or product would move. That kind of stuff always happened. Um, the worst one was when all this stuff started happening. A lot of things were going on. The phones were going. The, you know, I was hearing things on the stairs and upstairs, that kind of stuff. Just, it got to be a lot. And usually I could handle it. I even would say out loud, like, okay, that's enough. Like, I'm sorry I'm here. 
I just need a few minutes. I really need to get this assignment done and then I'll be gone. Like I would literally talk to the ghost and be like, I'm sorry to be in your space, but I need to get this done. I'll be out of here as soon as I can. I would talk to them and then it would seem to calm down a little bit, which is pretty funny. Uh, but this night was was particularly bad and I couldn't handle it anymore. And I grabbed my stuff and I was going out the door. And as I'm setting the alarm to the building, I start to hear talking. I hear women's voices talking in the hallway right next to me. And there's nobody there. So I freak out. I set the alarm. I lock the door. I get to my car. I'm driving away and I'm texting the on-call girls just to be like, I'm sorry, I ran out of the clinic and set the alarm. I'm just making sure you're not there. Like, you didn't get called in, right? I'm just making sure you weren't in the clinic. Nope, there was no staff in the clinic. I was by myself. So I'm driving home. I'm also very paranoid when I'm driving in the dark. I always think that somebody's going to be in my backseat. One of my biggest fears. So I'm driving home down the highway, pitch dark. I turn and I look in my backseat and I swear to God, there was somebody sitting in my back seat and I had a heart attack. My body went completely stiff and I couldn't move. I turned the lights on and looked back again and there was nobody there. So I took the ghost with me, apparently, and who knows where they are now. But that was honestly one of the scariest things ever and I almost crashed my car because I was, of course, driving probably 120 because I wanted to get home fast. So that was the worst ghost experience that I had at work. Also, driving down the highway, since I brought that up, there's another fun thing that happens near my house. So it's called the 601 Ghost. So it's along Highway 601, and when you drive on it at night, there's a legend that you'll see a ghost. It'll be a young girl, and she will try to flag you down for help. And if you pull over to help this girl, she'll get in your car and she'll need to go to the hospital. So you start driving to the hospital, you're talking to her, everything is fine. And then out of nowhere, she'll just disappear. But if you don't stop to help the girl, she will jump out in front of your car and you will hit her. So this is what I think about every time I'm driving that highway, which is quite often, usually a couple times a week, in the middle of the night because I play soccer in another city, so I have to drive for an hour on this road. And I'm pretty certain that I have seen this ghost before. Uh, I believe the story is that her and her boyfriend got into a car accident, and that's why um, her ghost is on that highway. Well, I was driving the highway late at night, um, and I was going around a bend, and it's right at a place called Haunted Lakes. So... That, you know, says a lot as well. So right on the corner at Haunted Lakes, on approach, I see a young girl and a boy standing there just holding a lantern, not moving or doing anything. They were just standing there late at night watching the cars go by. Luckily, they didn't jump out or anything. I didn't have to deal with that whole scenario. At the time, I didn't want to think about it. I was just like, nope, that's... You know, don't know what they're doing, but not my problem. But looking back, I'm pretty positive that those were ghosts. Because what in the actual fuck? So now I get to think about the 601 ghost all the time. That's always fun. It makes me very scared. And I check my back seat literally every minute 
or every 30 seconds. It's pretty dangerous. And I look like a complete psycho when I'm driving because I'm constantly looking in my backseat. 601 Ghost is pretty well known around our town, I think. We actually have a really cool thing and we have a ghost walk in our town. And I actually got to go on the ghost walk last year with my friend Sam. So that was really fun. You basically have a group of people and somebody from our local museum walks you around town and shows you all the haunted places. So it was it was pretty cool. Our town, which I, sorry, I don't really want to say where we live. Uh, our town was known for the most murders per capita for quite a while. <laughs> so that's a great claim to fame. There's one murder in particular that Michelle and I are quite obsessed with, but we don't want to talk about it quite yet. We're not ready to talk about it. We have big plans for it in the future, but right now we're just not comfortable talking about that. But anyways, a lot of the ghost walk was focused on those particular murders. We also um, walk around and we talked about um, churches that are haunted in the area. There's also a funeral home, of course, that's haunted and the light flickers on and off, all that jazz. Um, And then it was really fun because we got to go to the hotel, the same hotel where the taxi driver from before had told me that people asked to get picked up there because they can't stay the night because they're so freaked out. So we got to go into the basement of the hotel and explore. And let me tell you, that place is terrifying. I would never in a million years go down into a place that looks like that by myself or even just with a friend. But for some reason, because we are on this ghost walk, it was like, oh, okay, everybody's doing it. So I guess, you know, it's no big deal. We'll go check it out. I can post photos, by the way, too, because I took pictures. It is so creepy. There was so many rooms down there. Like, there's like 20 rooms down in this basement. And they're just, they're either slightly used, they have a couple chairs and stuff, or they're just completely abandoned. They're terrifying. And some rooms in particular just were so creepy. And it could just feel sudden gusts of wind go through you. You could feel just energies changing. It was terrifying. Just some certain places. Sometimes you'd feel fine and then you'd walk into a certain room and the energy would just be so dark. And then you would talk to other people and they had the exact same experiences in the same rooms, the same places. They would all feel negative energy in the same places or on even the same stair. Walking up the stairs, there'd be a certain point on the stairs where the energy would just change just like that. So it was very, very creepy but it was quite fun to explore and hear all the ghost stories from the hotel owner and then other people around our town as well would share their ghost stories. So that was, that was pretty fun. If your town has ghost walks or ghost story history, definitely go on in that. I've been looking and actually I think a lot more places do that kind of thing than a lot of people realize. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. It's a good time. So yeah, right now all is well. I don't have too many ghost happenings, which is great. Um, When I am home alone, it's quite ironic because I will put on murder podcasts to relax me. Totally does not make sense at all. But I guess what my theory is, and people always ask me what's scarier, a murderer or paranormal. And to me, this is so stupid and I'll probably regret saying this, but to me, paranormal is more terrifying because there are no limits people have limits people can't walk through walls that kind of stuff but the paranormal 
can do anything. It doesn't make sense. There's no laws of physics or anything like that. So to me, it's scarier that I can't defend myself against that. I can defend myself against a human, which I don't want to say because then I feel like I'm jinxing myself. (laughs) But I hope you guys know what I mean by that. People can be stopped, paranormal, maybe not so much. I don't know. I'm not explaining it very well. But that's just my thoughts on that. I don't want to sound like a crazy person, but I need to talk about something and this seems uh, appropriate. And I also just, I find it so interesting because ghost stories go across the world. In every culture, there's always stories of ghosts or spirits or something along those lines. And I just think that's so fascinating that it's just pretty much across the board. I don't know. Now I'm sounding like a crazy, loopy, spiritual person, and I'm not meaning to. So that's all I know. Those are my stories. I probably have more ghost stories, but that was quite a lot. That was my big ones anyways, the ones that came to mind. Um, So yeah, I hope you enjoyed my dark and twisties. Hopefully they were spooky and entertaining. They are to me. I don't know if they are to you. And so yeah, of course, uh, my question for today is what is your ghost story? What ghost experiences have you had? Or what creepy things have happened to you? Any type of haunted or spooky thing I want to know about. So you can email us at murderandmerlot at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at Podcast, Facebook at Podcast, Twitter at MurderAndMerlot1. And you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. We would love if you subscribed. And if you don't, you're dead to me. And we have announced that our next book that we are covering will be Chase Darkness With Me by Billy Jensen. And we really hope that you read along with us and then you join us for our discussion next week. It's a fantastic book. So Billy basically gives the tools and the rules so you can solve murders as well. So how cool is that? So go read that book. It's fantastic. And we want to talk to you about it. So yeah, that's pretty much all I got today. I'm sorry if this is not what you're into. If you've made it this far, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're the best. I appreciate you. Make sure to share the podcast with your friends, all that kind of stuff. We would really appreciate it. And we will see you next Thursday. Bye.